everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on this brisk Sunday. Here it in is. It's Lake. super windy Happy out. Happy Thanksgiving, just in case we don't run into you on the street. We have a great show. Yeah, we do. We have a fabulous show. And Thanksgiving is interesting to juxtapose with our, our first guest, Debbie Shore and her brother Billy founded an organization called Share Our Strength about many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And they they are dedicated to ending childhood hunger in America. There are 13 million kids. One in six kids in America goes to bed hungry every night, which is uh, the first thing that our president should be focused on. And um, But this Debbie's is not in, a political show. Well, but I'm political. Okay. And Debbie's in. We're going to talk about uh, all of their programs and a new one called... Uh, Friendsgiving. I know. It's really cool. We're we'll get into that in a little it. bit. And from the farmer, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I got this fabulous basket filled with all this fabulous produce and other products. And it came from the farmer. These two guys, uh, Nick Phelps and Jason Lumberg, have created this new way to get your fresh produce and other fabulous products. And we're going to hear all about it. And I remember when alcohol, when prohibition went into effect, I think I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. and when, when it was repealed... You celebrated. I, I celebrated. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to celebrate again. Repeal Day is back. Mm-hmm. We're going to celebrate the repeal of prohibition with the president of the D.C. Craft Bartenders Guild, Andrea Totiosian. Did I do it? Did he do it right? Totiosian. She's been in before. Tatiosian. I know, but Totiosian is not like Smith, all right? Okay. So. We're going to hear the, the Repeal Day Ball is coming up. It is a blast. We're going to hear all about it. Okay. So we've had Aviva Goldfarb in like a thousand times. She's been in here a lot. And she was the creator of the Six O'Clock Scramble, which is a fabulous way for busy families to figure out what to do at six o'clock and get a fabulous meal on the table for you and your family. But she now has left the scramble and has brought in a new CEO, and that is Jessica Brader. So we're so excited. Jessica is joining us here today. She's going to tell us about how she's taken over the scramble and the kind of things she's doing. I feel scrambled sometimes. You're scrambled all the time. All right. So Boundary Stone Public House is a great place for a good meal, a good Mm -hmm. beer, and some awesome craft cocktails. And so we dragged Colleen Gillespie and Reed Doherty out of Boundary Stone and out of bed to come in, and they're going to be sharing a bunch cocktails. of their cocktails with us today. First, we're going to talk to Mitch Berliner at Central Farm Markets, who's probably freezing his butt off out there. Are you there, Mitch? I am indeed. Why aren't you saying uh, I am indeed? Is it not that cold out there? No, not at all. You're a real man. You are a real man. Anybody in the Midwest. And they'll tell you, you know what the problem with the people around here is? They don't know how to dress. Well, okay. Right. They usually say they don't know how to drive. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know about that. But, All right. Uh, well, let's get so to we, the markets. Come on, Mitchie. Tell us what's going we, on today. All right. So, obviously, we're open rain or shine and mm-hmm. a little wind, and we've got all our market vendors and patrons out today. It's really heartwarming to tell you. We are going Tentless, I said tentless today. Oh, I thought you said pantless. So, uh, okay. So we don't have any tents flying around. Smart. But um, we are we are low. We're crammed with people. We've got all your Thanksgiving goodies here, from produce to poultry to turkeys. As a matter of fact, you know that one of our uh, people here, the 
from Liberty Delight Farm. They had 416 turkeys that they raised and processed and sold. And so I said, "How you guys doing?" And they, you know what they you know what they told me? What did they tell you? We need salmon for dinner tonight. Oh, <laughs> that's the way that goes. <laughs> that's, a, that's the truth. They need they need to have salmon for dinner tonight. Mm. So anyway. Um, just want to tell you, very important, we have a special Thanksgiving market this coming Tuesday. That's the big news. What okay, where hours? is it? Where? At the Pike and Rose. Okay. Right in the parking lot of the REI flagship store. So that's 10 to 2. We'll have a On big Tuesday. of poultry and meat this coming Tuesday. We do it every year. You can come and get your baked goods. You can get turkeys. You can get all your last-minute things, cider, apples, produce, you name it. So, And we're going to have three local distilleries. I know that's always a big part of Well, you of always show. need to drink while you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had a lot of people um, bellying up to uh, Twin Valley uh, distillers here who are right in Rockville to keep warm this morning. And if, uh, apparently it's working. All right. So, um, all right, Mitch. So we're going to have to wrap up. it up. We could listen all well, day, thank but you. so again, I urge everybody to check centralfarmmarkets.com. See the calendars for our regular and special markets, and wishing you all a happy, healthy Thanksgiving. To Take you excellent. and Debbie. All thanks, right, buddy. thanks, thank man. Okay, bye bye. All right, let's get going with some right. cocktails. Colleen, kind of like low energy we, in studio why, this morning. Why, come on, yeah, let's check. Not me. I'm all jacked up. Colleen, <laughs> okay. give us the, the little background on Boundary Stone. Um, so normally we're known as a whiskey and uh, craft beer bar, but mm -hmm. lately we've been really getting into the cocktails and kind of using, so we have a roof garden, which a lot of people don't know about. Right. Um, which so we're going to talk about we're later We're going to talk about that later. Show. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so Rita and I kind of have taken over the cocktail program, just kind of going through things. We kind of start each day. Or when we want to talk about cocktails, right, like, Reed's hey. drinking already. Yeah, he's It's a tough time frame. So what um, was it about the cocktail <laughs> program that you were trying to establish there? So we've always kind of just done a twist on classic cocktails. Um, for us, it's just been fun to play around things. And it kind of starts off, like, hey, what if we did, did this? And then it kind of builds from there. Like, okay, this is great, but what if we added this twist to it? And what mm -hmm. if we did this? So it's not we're try not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, with this cocktail we have right now, it's called our Trapper Keeper. Okay. Um, and it is our pepper-infused vodka, so we use peppers from the roof. Mm -hmm. um, we want we, we try to incorporate everything we can. Right. Um, so these are habaneros, um, dragon cayennes, and banana peppers to kind of round out the heat. We're going to do wakey-wakey here in a yeah, minute. Yeah, so this sounds delicious. really get you all zesty and spiced up this early right. in the morning. All right, um, we're going to let you pass that around, yeah. and then we'll come back to you in a little bit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Debbie. Debbie, Deborah Shore. <laughs> Tell us. No one calls me Deborah. No, 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 no. All your publicity stuff says Deborah. That's, I have to change that. You better you change, change that. that. So Debbie or Debbie. over the course, yes. this is, I'm going to start this off by yep. saying over the course of this organization's existence, you have raised close to a half a billion dollars, That's correct? Right. Over $500 million. Holy we're cow. approaching you, that very important. And, you, and then I'm going to let you talk, but I know that you have reduced the number of hungry children by about $3 million in the U.S. since you started. Is that correct? Well, actually, yeah. So what we've been able to do over the last eight years is we've seen a 30% reduction That's in amazing. the number of hungry kids in this country. We still have a long way to go, obviously, right, right. to get to every kid. Right. Uh, but we are seeing huge progress. We, we also just surpassed our 775th million meal that we've been able to provide for Okay, so for what does that kids. mean for people? So explain how 
your organization really works and gets food to right. kids. So what we have in this country, which is a wonderful thing, is programs, federal programs, federal nutrition programs mm -hmm. that you know basically provide uh, you know food to kids who are eligible mm -hmm. and breakfast, lunch, right. after school, summer meals. Right? Mm -hmm. These programs are grossly underutilized. There's all these barriers for kids. They get to school with the cafeteria, is it because of but the we shaming? try. Like, because I know that's it, yeah, a very exactly. big thing right now. There, there's two big reasons. One is stigma, which okay. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And if you take away the stigma and you get breakfast in the classroom and everybody eats it, we call it breakfast in the classroom or first period. Right. Make it part of the day. Right, right. Like right. lunches. And you see the numbers just soar. And when the numbers go up, kids are ready to learn. They're sick less often. Their grades are better. Sure. They're doing better on tests. And they're really, you know, they're pre we're preparing them. We often say that. In addition to being a, a uh, anti-hunger organization, we're an organization that focuses on a kid's full potential. Mm -hmm. We're a full potential organization because that's where that's where we're headed with kids. Okay. So, but how? What is it that you guys do to make these programs happen? So like, expl we spent, explain right, the process right, just a little right. bit. So we spend a lot of time understanding exactly where hungry kids live in a city, right, and why they're hungry, mm -hmm. and then we start working with schools, work with principals, mayors, governors, influencers okay. to change the way. They're feeding kids. Mm -hmm. If you get it out of the cafeteria mm -hmm. and into the classroom, you take away the transportation issue and the stigma. Well, there's bureaucracy that's one, too. That's right? one of the biggest uh, solutions. Okay. Is part of the problem bureaucracy. There, there, there's a little bit of bureaucracy. It's mostly when I say there's three reasons. I would say transportation, stigma, and people that maybe maybe aren't aware of the program. Mostly, it's really about. Uh, the stigma and and getting to school, at, you know. But I feel like the, the stigma, and I don't want to stay too long on this topic, but I feel like that's just become a really big buzzword for feeding kids this year. There has been a lot of articles about it, about, you know, kids like who aren't paying their subsidized bills, like families aren't paying their bills. And so then they're like, you know they what we hear from terrible but Nikki, we hear from teachers from L.A., Chicago, New York, rural Virginia. We hear the same thing from teachers. Kids are not ready to learn in their classroom mm -hmm. and they're buying food for kids because they know the kids aren't don't want to line up in the cafeteria and be like the poor kid getting the free meal of course and so all all we care about is what teachers care about which is the kids are ready to learn okay so that our our job is to close that gap mm -hmm. there's three million more kids that we have to get to in the next several years for breakfast sure we're trying to close that breakfast gap and how it's are the you most guys important doing meal that? i mean is it just getting up on the hill or going into the governor's office and ta talking it's everything to these people? It, how it's, do you do it it's local state and federal mm -hmm. uh influence and you know getting you know teachers and principals and administrators to change the way they're feeding kids okay but now you guys work with all the chefs across the country we do but why why bring the chefs in because it i mean obviously we're talking about food right but you don't need them to help feed kids we, we do need them when okay. we started share strength 30 years ago mm -hmm. my brother and i we started it with the idea that hunger would resonate with the culinary industry mm -hmm. because they feed people for a living so chefs are really the sort of in addition to raising millions of dollars for the organization they're also the uh, what we always call the unusual suspect Mm -hmm. When they go up to the hill to talk to members of Congress or they go into the governor's mansion and talk to a governor, they, everybody listens. Right. They pay attention. They pay attention because they know that, number one, they're business people mm -hmm. and they know food and they have a passion for this. Well, it's so also it, chefs have become celebrities since you started. We got lucky on that. Yeah. Right. When we started, there were <laughs> that like was not two, the case. Right. There were two chefs that you would have heard about it, probably. It, no, um, <laughs> and, and now, you know, like in Washington, it really I just got out of New York last night and there were just. And you know, we had an incredible event with wine, mm -hmm. and we had some of the best chefs in the world. 
right. there raising money for No Kid Hungry. No, well, you do so many things with the chefs. I mean, you do that bike ride every year, and then do you do Chef Taste Cycle. Of the Nation. And, and now we're doing Friendsgiving, which right. is our brand new event for, around the holiday season where so anybody can. Friendsgiving. So I'm doing one on December 9th. Friendsgiving is really about the holiday season. Everybody mm-hmm. has parties at their, you know, right. at their house throughout the holiday season, mm-hmm. not just Thanksgiving, but through Christmas. This is a way to raise money by asking your guests to make a contribution, mm-hmm. and then we provide you with, you know, all kinds of information and downloadable ways to help you raise money, and you get a page on our website, and mm-hmm. people just go to the page if people want to. Donate to mine. Right. You can go to um, No Kid Hungry. We're going to do our own. Don't sell yours on here. We're are you do doing one? We're going to do one. Nikki. Yes, we just are. took our money. You just yeah. said it. Yeah, we're totally going to do one. I love that. So we're trying to raise a half a million dollars okay. around the country with this. This is our second year doing Friendsgiving. So how do people, I mean, I know, I understand the process because you and I have talked right. about it. How do people participate in it? All they need to do is go on to our site, go mm-hmm. on to, go visit nokidhungry.org backslash Friendsgiving. Okay. And there's a website, super easy to sign up. You'll register, mm-hmm. get your own fundraising page and your own, and then you can download any other, you know, information. We'll send you little bracelets and you, I'm going to give you a lot of good okay. stuff. <laughs> and then chefs. Mm-hmm. Are helping to provide menus and recipes. We're doing Good webinars, idea. so we're leveraging that that chef relationships to mm-hmm. help everybody do a great Friendsgiving. All right, we're going to continue. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about because you have other uh, things no, coming you up. You got a program in the state of Virginia that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. All right. This one. is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We are drinking such a delicious spicy cocktail right now. You should be jealous. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Debbie Shore, who's one of the co-founders, along with her brother Billy, mm-hmm. of Share Our Strength. And you've got so many different things happening. Uh, I'm going to... There's just lots of ways that you're raising money. Right, exactly. but you're also feeding people. Give us 30 seconds on this program, a great pilot program in the state of Virginia. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I feel like we got so lucky in Virginia because we've got all these statewide campaigns, but in Virginia... First Lady Dorothy McAuliffe Mm -hmm. took this on as her own. Mm -hmm. They've got kids, and this is the program for her that she just wanted to. They're also super active. They're active. I mean, they're just amazing people. And we work with a lot of governors and a few other, you know, spouses, Mm -hmm. but nobody has done more to end child hunger in the state of Virginia than Dorothy McAuliffe. So uh, she has, you know, spent a lot of time raising money, talking to principals, going to schools, talking about the program, Mm -hmm. and we'll probably get, as we say, get to done. We might get to done there first in the country because wow, of her. Wow, amazing. Um, and, and, yeah, they do great stuff. Like, they've got a, uh, an after-school and a weekend program where the kids take bags of groceries home over the weekend. That's so it's essential. really about, you know, making sure kids have food, not just, like, you know, uh, you know for breakfast or lunch, but they know, make three it times the a day, right. seven days out of the week, every sure. day We should mention, we, Nikki and I voted early for 2020. We already cast our votes for Terry, so... <laughs> He might be out there. I know. He better so be. let's just talk about Giving there. Tuesday, and you've got cookies and custard. Yeah, we have a lot of events that share our strength, and the right. idea is to find ways for everybody who wants to be involved to share their strength and do something with us. So, right. we, so Giving Tuesday, November 28th, Yes. Uh, every dollar that comes in is matched by city. So for like, my Friendsgiving event, I'm having everybody make their make their donation on that day. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, that's Giving Tuesday. Cookies and custard is a family event and we do mm-hmm. it in our office you bring your kids they decorate cookies families pay 250 dollars. they get great food shake shacks there mm-hmm. uh, jake tapper from cnn is our host yay jake tapper yay. Awesome. we love him right uh, he brings his kids every year so that's always fun uh-huh. and then we have taste of the nation which right. is like our flagship 
But that's in April. That's in April, we'll and we're back. In the, yeah, we're back yeah. in the building museum for right. that. Okay, great. lots going All right. on. So if All everybody right. wants to find out about the organization, what's the main website? <laughs> NoKidHungry.org. All right, All right. Thank you got you that? So NoKidHungry.org. Right. If you can't spell that, you Host, don't deserve to go Everybody, whether you're doing Thanksgiving this year or any sort of holiday party, and you're do, you should make it a friendsgiving. I mean, it just it's a no brainer. It it's makes easy sense. and yes. low dollar event, and right. it's a lot of fun, and you bring new people into the organization. So totally with you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Deb. Thank you so much. All right. Much. Well, let's go back to Colleen and Reed. This drink was nuts. Drink was delicious. Delicious. Like I like a spicy cocktail because yeah. I don't like sweet, and there's just nothing about it's so well balanced. So what was it that you were trying to accomplish with that? I think the banana peppers really rounded rounded out the heat from mm -hmm. the dragon cayenne and the habanero. Mm -hmm. um, we were just trying to use the rest of what we could on the roof, and the peppers were our best option. I, I, I was drinking something spicy, and I was like, wouldn't that be cool if we could do this here, and I didn't have to spend all this money on right. someone but, else doing it. Right. And so Reed and I were just like, well... We can just take it from our roof and, and do it ourselves. But do you so. have to like go to the chef and say, you know, we're thinking of doing this and taste this because you're serving that on the menu? Or you, no, you not necessarily. They kind of, I mean, we kind of take it and run as we want to. And we definitely share the garden with the kitchen. And we all use what we can. I mean, they didn't have a use for the peppers at the time. And we had an abundance of peppers. So right. it worked out for us. Um, we're kind of coming to the tail end of that. But we, you know, we went back and forth. We wanted to do an egg away cocktail. And then we... That got complicated, but then we just did it with the agave and the lime, and the agave kind of lent itself to not totally make it sweet, but it kind of balanced it out and made it, it mellow. It out a little, yeah. Yeah, so we I mean, we just had fun with it. it kind of that's right. our that's our biggest well, thing. Debbie is just Shore fun likes with it. to drink, right? right. <laughs> she likes it. Don't we all? Debbie likes it. You got a stamp of approval. Well, there. she yeah. was, she was going to leave right after her segment, but you don't yeah. see her moving. Right. Do you? See what else is coming? <laughs> Let's keep them coming. Right. Right. Okay, so tell us what's next. Um, so right now we're doing a gotta roll, okay. which is our, um, so one of our bartenders, his name is R.B. Wolfensberger. He and his wife opened a distillery mm -hmm. in St. Michael's called yeah. Grey Wolf Distilling. Yep. So this is their, um, they first made a vodka called Lone Vodka. This is their Timber Gin. Um, it is finished with sassafras staves, staves, staves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's barrel aged, so it's actually a darker color. It's not clear like okay. most gins are. Um, it's just, it's amazing with some elderflower liqueur, this uh, St. Germain lemon juice and a honey syrup. This one is on the sweeter side. So this you, one's a little sweeter. Yeah. All right, we're with ready. The All right, we'll come back yeah. to you guys in a little bit. All right, let's talk to Nick Phelps and Jason Lumberg from From the Farmer. From the Farmer. Hi, guys. Hey guys. Thanks morning. for coming in. How's it going? Thank That's you. That's right. We got you all liquored up already. All right, exactly. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about From the Farmer. What are you guys doing? Sure. So From the Farmer has been around for about seven years. Mm -hmm. um, we started uh, out of my mom's garage, and uh, the whole premise is basically around uh, – doing the CSA, but doing it a little bit differently than the traditional. So the, the traditional CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, or the farm shares, uh, where you'd buy into a single farm, typically have to pick up at a location, um, and really commit to a single place. So this is where the notion of potentially getting lots of kale might happen, or, uh, you know, having to really go to locations. Or a lot of kohlrabi, exactly. or something like right. something so, you're so, like, I, what am I doing with this, right? Exactly. Um, Jason and I met in college and had a huge love of food, but mm -hmm. we always wanted to kind of see how we could work together in the food industry. And we took this something like the traditional CSA and wanted to change it up a little bit to make it a little bit more uh, friendly for ourselves and for our friend base. And um, so we started from the farmer with the idea that we could take the traditional CSA and add a little bit to it. So make it easy to uh, order online, not have to commit up front uh, by buying it to a long share, uh, as well as getting it delivered to your home. 
Um, well, let me ask you a question, though, because the original concept from the CSA was a way to help the farmer. Mm -hmm. You know, because they, if they weren't going to the farmers markets, or they were, it was just another, you know, avenue sure. for them to get revenue, mm -hmm. um, and a way to get their product into other people's hands. Mm -hmm. So, how does this help them as well? Certainly. So we definitely go deep with a couple local farmers for sure. Um, mm -hmm. We really believe um, in supporting the local food scene. That is definitely a big premises of what we do. Um, and we actually think that because uh, we're able to introduce farm boxes to a much broader audience of people, not people who are just willing to commit a bunch, you know, a couple hundred dollars, even sometimes more, uh, to a long duration of time, mm -hmm. that we're actually able to buy more local food because okay. we're able to reach more local farms for people who want to just try this and get into it or not have the commitment up front but still get weekly deliveries. Okay. And so how do you work with the farmers? And how sure. do you how do you suss out your farmers? Definitely. It's uh it is definitely a process. Mm -hmm. Um I love to do it by actually going to farmers markets and seeing who has the longest stalls and who has the most fresh food and who's willing to tell you about where the food's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um I, I am a unique buyer in that way that most times uh, farms are having to sell themselves to try to find people like myself. I like to go and find them. Um, and then once that happens, build a relationship. We see it as a partnership, never like a buyer-seller relationship, instead of partnership. Um, so we want to make sure that we're investing just as much time into what they're doing and really trying to figure out how we can help their businesses. So talk about the process. Mm -hmm. All right, if I'm just hearing about from the farmer right now. Sure. How do I get involved with you guys and what Definitely. happens? Yeah, so first you go to our website, fromthefarmer.com. Um, you would put in your zip code, and it would then give you an array of uh, farm box options for you to sign up for. Um, we have seasonal boxes, an all-local box, an organic box. Um, so whatever really fits your needs and your family's needs. Mm -hmm. um, after that, you'd be able to start getting weekly deliveries. We do as well as just having the farm boxes. We do have an online site where you can buy some pantry staples and sustainably raised meats as well and have those added on to your delivery. Um, so we're really excited about those options. So it's too. a really um, user-friendly. Um, here, put the bag there because I want it to get on. <laughs> there we go. It's a really user-friendly process. It sounds. Yeah, exactly. Like. One of the big things you mentioned, kohlrabi earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people would end up with all this. I just these... got a lot of it once. Oh, you I, know totally, I mean? totally understand. I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> they must have scarred you. Right, exactly. Just a little bit. I mean, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. But but the so night when she's having a nightmare. Kohlrabi, kohlrabi. Well, so to combat that problem, which we heard all the time too, was we created an easy way for people to customize online so we don't want to overwhelm them with the whole grocery store but here's the 10 or 12 items in your box you can say none of something more of something else that way in case you're intimidated by kohlrabi you could say i don't really want that but i do want more beets or i want more apples or something like well, that. well the flip side of this is once you get all this produce mm -hmm. uh my understanding from talking to you guys is that there's a lot of sort of confusion about like what do i really do with it you sure. know so how are you? You're addressing that now with a new program. Yes, yeah, so we do a couple of things there first. I mean, we send you recipes before we send you the items so you can hopefully get inspired. We give you storage instructions so you store it correctly because a lot of people have never seen something before. Um, and then we're in the process of launching what we call the Supper Club, which is kind of our take on the meal kit. And the idea is, is uh, here's your box of produce and then here's the other grain sauces and uh other proteins so you would need. something separate from exactly. the yep. regular shipment, yeah, so right? Kind of, exactly. And it would help you make dinner out of your box of ingredients. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, teaching you new ways to cook collard greens. And so we've partnered with a local caterer and chef, um, and they're helping us put this program together. And it's essentially helping our users and, and our customers, you know, use farm fresh ingredients because there's, there's a lot of, you know, confusion around kohlrabi and, and what am I going to do with this? And so how do we make that really easy for you? And so that's going to be launching in the new year. Well, I would assume, though, that I mean, given who your potential customer is or who mm -hmm. most of your customers are, I mean, they have to be pretty savvy coming to the table anyway because not everybody is is 
hot to, you know, if they're not already going yeah. to farmers markets, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, there's a, this is a commitment. There's <laughs> right. a reason for it. You know, it's it's because you don't you know that this is better than going to a large grocery store chain and getting something that's either not local or not raised well. Do you know what I mean? Right. You're making yeah, a commitment sure. to a process. Yeah, we, and we, I mean, we see that a lot. We see a lot of, you know, a lot of folks who are, we'll call them like veggie lovers, and they're like, just give me more, give me more, give me more kohlrabi. But, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a whole... Hashtag kohlrabi. I think, I think yeah. that was exactly. going to start trending. Wasn't that a song by Green Day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a whole new set of, uh, of, we'll call them like conscious consumers who are really interested in where things are coming from, but they're still, you know, a little bit unsure in, in the kitchen. And, you know, things like Blue Apron and HelloFresh and some of the meal kit companies have really introduced people to eating fresh and eating things that are delivered to the home. And made it you, easy. And made it easy, but you right. still you still need a little help. I mean, it's uh, you know, there's well, all the different colors of cauliflower. The six scramble. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yes, absolutely. there could be a little partnership going so on. So, how here. many people are engaged with from the farmer now? Yes, we have uh, thousands of members all around the kind of D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Um, is there, we, a, is there a, 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 a regional range to how far you can Yeah, deliver? so we go from uh, Manassas to Baltimore and pretty much everywhere in between. Wow. So uh, we'll call it the entire DMV area. How big is your um, fleet? Uh, we run seven trucks. Wow. Uh, and we, and we so run now the five big basket that you all sent me, yeah. is that a typical... Like at that size, like there was so much in there. Yeah, so that, that would be like our, our typical plus sum. Um, mm-hmm. So you got uh, kind of some uh, some other produce. No, but the, the Nikki Nellis other <laughs> the produce. Nikki, right. <laughs> but the, the typical basket would have anywhere I mean, from six to ten things. He was a beneficiary of it, so it I don't know why it. he's it complaining. No, well, I, I, they I know. Mean, I'm, like off, I'm trying to be off carbs. It was great. It was <laughs> terrific. Oh, yeah, the seeded but where bread. where was the kohlrabi? Yeah, amazing sure. seeded yeah. bread that was so... Good. Yeah, the, the bread's really great. We work with Leon Bakery, and mm-hmm. so that's the other thing is we work with a bunch of other food makers, people you probably know, like Mitch, who was on the on the show earlier. Right, we work with meat crafters. crafters. We work mm-hmm. with the folks at Number One Sun. So we're really there to kind of help extend uh, their reach as well. And I mean, there's you know there's a ton of great farmers markets, but not every you know they're only open for two three hours a day. So if you're a consumer, you miss them, or if you're a, or if you're a farmer or a food maker and you miss them, or it's raining mm-hmm. and you picked a bunch of really food, windy. right? What are you gonna do with it? You know. Mm-hmm. And so we really and that's another way we kind of help our our partners too is give them alternative sources of, of revenue to kind of uh, spread their uh, spread their food to more people. So. so now with the launch of this new program, yeah. how are you sort of um, getting your current customers in on it and like explaining how to use it? Yeah, so we're, we're like I said, we're in the, the early stages. We'll be launching it kind mm-hmm. of uh, in, in January to, to everybody, but we've gotten it out to about 50 folks a week now. Um, and they're giving great feedback on kind of how the recipes are working and, and you know, are they able to make these meals in 30 minutes or less? Um, and is it really helping them use their box? That's really the key. That's one thing we hear from folks is like, I, I love it. I love the quality. I love the produce, but I just don't use everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm busy. There's so many great restaurants, so many bars to hit up and happy hours that last, you mm-hmm. know, a little longer than uh, <laughs> an hour and a half or two hours. And next thing you know, you're not making dinner. So we want to make dinner really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how we're uh, there has spreading been, the word. There does so. seem to be one uh, one consistent theme. It tends to be that uh, the husbands are put to test uh, from everyone who we've asked. Uh, husbands or boyfriends, it seems like Haven't everyone's we been had like, enough hey, stress. Can, can you just go and make this? Already? And it, it, it tends to show yeah. that, that... Yeah, I the, don't know. That's what? not happening in my yes, head. Yes, we're, we're thinking we're going to leave this. We're going to leave this. Dishes, you, man. That's, exactly. it. Yeah, that's, oh, this that's the point. We're going to leave this carb-free meal with uh, with you and, uh, and <laughs> exactly. David. David's right. cooking so dinner just tonight. Just for the record, David's always yeah? talking about being carb-free. Oh, okay. And then I'd like to tell you what he ate last night <laughs> well, for dinner. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was honest. He was honest about it. He took me to a Mediterranean restaurant where basically if you didn't eat the bread, you were just dipping your fingers in a bunch of stuff. I mean... 
That isn't fair. Born out of necessity. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. Well, you don't get this girlish figure by breaking the no carb thing. Right. <laughs> I can tell you that. All right, so let's tell everybody how to reach you guys you. and how yeah, to find please. you. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we're easily found on the internet, uh, mm -hmm. just from thefarmer.com, or if you find us on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, any of the social media channels, but that's the well, easiest way to reach really us. Well, it's a really exciting program. Yeah. Yeah. And the we packaging really is great, too. All these stuff you. looks really thank good. You. Yeah, it was fabulous. So thank cool. you. Well, thank thanks you. for having us. Yeah. Definitely. All right, this is David and Nikki Nellis from Foodie and the Beast. You have something that you can now bring to your uh, Thanksgiving table. I also think it's a great gift for people, like as a way so for they. a subscription. I, I bet mean, they yeah. do. We're all in agreement. Look, at, look at all the information <laughs> you're getting this morning. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Uh, before we get back to the show, got to remind everybody, uh, one of our sponsors is the market at River Falls in scenic downtown Potomac. Great little specialty it's market. It's the village at Potomac. Oh, yeah, the village of Potomac. Uh -huh. City, town, Potomac. Um, they've got everything you need for Thanksgiving. Local free-range turkeys that you know range in size from 10 to 30 pounds. They've got everything, stuffing, gravy. And they're going to be open for that last-minute stuff on Thanksgiving Day from 11 to 3. Get to the market at River Falls. It's amazing. I mean, we get our meats there. And our fish. They have great stuff. Fabulous stuff. stuff. All right. So. Um, and I just want to reiterate, um, because Mitch said it earlier in the show, that um, uh, Bethesda Central Farm Market is going to be open on Tuesday at Pike and Rose. So last-minute produce and products that you want for your table, um, you should definitely check them out. Yeah, that's there. Rockville, Maryland for you Virginians and DCers. <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's go back to Colleen and Reed. Talk a little more about. about I mean, well, let's talk a little bit about your rooftop. Yeah, right? I was going to say, not everybody's got a garden. That's true. Not a lot of people know that we have a garden. Right? Can we go up there, or only you can go up there? It's treacherous. I okay. Go okay. <laughs> Very scary ladder. It's, yeah, that ladder is treacherous. Okay. Um, so tell me what's going on up on your garden, and like how you guys. So we started keep it growing. Like, how does this go on? We started in March. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We mm. started like uh, Earth Day, I guess, is when we got a. Uh, the shipment of bees, uh, so we have we have a little beehive. Is hives up there too? We yeah. have one beehive up one there. One beehive. Okay. Yeah, one queen bee. One queen bee. Uh, well, that's what we have in our house. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have in our house. Uh, yeah. So we were hoping that they would make honey, but we we just recently they just did their first flat of honey. Um, they're a little bit Is of. Is there lace. honey in this drink that you uh, made? Unfortunately, we haven't harvested it. Yeah, in that drink. Yeah, everybody's um, afraid to go they're near lazy. it. They're lazy. <laughs> they're lazy. Well, he has a bee suit, so yeah. he's protected. Mm -mm. Um. Yeah, so we got these three pounds of bees from mm -hmm. Italy. Um, they're a touch lazy because we haven't had, they just started making honey. So we had to figure out how to winterize our beehives. Got them from Italy? Well, they're, they're Italian honeybees. They're, oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why they're lazy. It's like Domani. Domani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were sent over. They're full on carbs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's get off the carbs crap, everybody. We're done. Um, so we have flowers up there for the bees, and then we um, planted um, lavender and basil and different types of peppers. A lot peppers. of herbs. A lot of mm -hmm. herbs. Um, so we use a lavender in our, we made a simple syrup in the spring to put into a cocktail. We mm -hmm. use the basil in a kind of like plain a margarita. So we, Reed takes care of it on the roof um, just to make sure that we have some fun things that we can incorporate into the kitchen and into cool. our cocktails. And All right, so what are we doing next? So this is our uh, San Giovanni's Revenge. This is, we use um, a walnut liqueur. Yeah. Uh, it's actually local. It's from Don Ticcio and Figley. They're in Northwest. He lives right upstairs. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we use this uh, as kind of a play on a black Manhattan um, with redemption rye and some orange bitters. It's so pretty. Um, we're kind of obsessed with this walnut liqueur. We try and use it in everything we can. It's so good. It's so good. So do you carry all the Don Ciccio 
products? We've got a lot yeah, of products. He has a lot of products. He's got way more um, than you know. We've had their limoncello. Yeah, so. and we've mm-hmm. had their Fernet. I mean, Francesca yeah. their Fernet. Their Fernet. Yeah. Fernet. Yeah. Fernet. All right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to come back to you guys at sure. the end. Not to right. shut you up. Well, no, we're going to crap cocktails some more. Okay. Andrea, move your bat over. All right. Now, there, yes, there is a DC Craft Bartenders Guild. Yes, they have a president, and it's Andrea Tatiosian. I said it right this time. Nailed it. I? I did nail it. What is that? What's the origin? Armenian. Armenian. All mm-hmm. right. Well, we've got it. So, why don't we talk a little about uh, you and the Craft Bartenders Guild, and then we'll talk about repeal day and all that. Absolutely. So, uh, the DC Craft Bartenders Guild is. Independent Guild, uh, it was established about 11 years ago here in D.C. Mm-hmm. by 10 founding members. And, wow. I think we know I'd, all of them. I'm sorry? I think we know all of you them. You probably know Sam all Nellis. of them. No, Sam is not a founding member. No, not no. not your son. But he is a current <laughs> member now. He's a I, member. Right. I arm wrestled him into right. it. Right. Um, He's but like now, a joiner, really? <laughs> yeah. I think um, of him more as a follower, but that's okay, something else. Let's, all right, anyway, let's leave poor Sam alone, especially since his wife yeah. is here. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we went from being uh, 10 members to, I believe now we're upwards of 160 members. Wow. So we have grown, and uh, this year is going to be our 10th annual Repeal Day Ball. Uh, so that event has grown uh, kind of I the remember same the sense. first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was super like small and lean, but everybody got dressed up and got super into it. And uh, Gina yeah. and Derek, like everybody was there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a huge ordeal. I mean, we didn't go, but I just remember because all my friends went, like how big of a deal Why it was. Why did we go? We should go to this. I don't know. Um, but so now let's talk about how it's grown and the kinds of things you guys are going to be doing this year. Oh, it's it's been amazing. Um I'm very fortunate to uh, to be the president and to have been only involved uh, for the last few years. I've only mm-hmm. been a member for three years, but had heard about the Guild for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I love our organization. We focus a lot on community, um, a ton on education. We work with local nonprofits. We do volunteer days. Um, educational scholarships for our members. Um, it's just, and the community is really tight knit. Um, we've done fundraisers for injured bartenders. Just you name it, right. we've we've had our fingers in something. What about DC. injured food radio hosts? I have a <laughs> band aid here. He's got a boo boo. You know, <laughs> can you help him out? I, I think we can consider it. I would like Maybe. a fundraiser. I really would. <laughs> I mean, anyone can join. Uh, we're not just bartenders. We have bloggers who are members, members of the media, um, brand ambassadors for mm-hmm. uh, for liquor brands. Um, and just people who are fans of cocktails. So right. uh, anyone is welcome to join. So uh, you know, if you wanna if you wanna pay your dues, then maybe, then maybe we can get help you, you some out with uh, your little boo boo. Yeah, boo boo. Uh, <laughs> tell us about. So let's talk about repeal day and what you're doing this year. Absolutely. So uh, this year we've actually moved venues. We were in the Carnegie Library for the last few years, but mm-hmm. now we're going to be in the Mellon Auditorium on the Mall. That's big where time. It's big time. It yeah, huge. it's been like it was. Tiny. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it went from being forty people to we're we're estimating selling uh, almost a thousand tickets this year. Okay. Um. So it has been my life and the life of our the rest of our elected officers for the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's gonna be huge. We're gonna have dancing, food, cocktails. Um. Some giants of the national cocktail scene. Uh. We're yeah, lucky so like enough to have. Yeah. So when you say cocktails, how many bartenders slash mixologists? Are you going to have in place? There's going to be upwards of 30 tables. Wow. 30 different uh, brand and if sponsors. And you bring in spirits? Like, do the spirits guys come in too? And mixologists? Like, how does it work? 
Sure. So we uh, we pair brand sponsors, mm -hmm. uh, so like you know a whiskey brand or whatever, with either some local talent, local guild members. Um, we include uh, a table at Repeal Day as a prize for winning some of our guild competitions, mm -hmm. um, and so we will pair them together, and then the bartender will come up with a cocktail specific to that brand just for Repeal Day. Okay. Wait. Guild competitions. What are those? So we have competitions throughout the years. Um, one is our newbie competition where you is have to. Is it for to... the public or nope? It's only just for, for members. It's just for guild members. Okay. Um, and we have several. We have our tiki I'm competition. Like everybody should become a member. I know. There's right? no reason not to. Uh huh. Um, plus, you get discounts uh, for a lot of our events, so it's great. Okay. Um, so we have our tiki competition. We have our newbie competition, which was new to this year. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you've never competed before, uh, we pair you with a competition veteran. And then they kind of mentor you and show you how to compete. Which I think is really important because, I mean, mm -hmm. if there's so many competitions in this food world, especially in D.C., yep. you know, chef against chef, mixologist against mixologist. If you don't know how to, like, pre-batch and participate and get it together, you are going to be in the weeds so fast. Mm -hmm. So it's important to learn if you're going to get into the competition world for mixology, what to do and how to do it. Because if not, you'll be in trouble. Absolutely. I remember my first competition like years ago. Right. Uh, and I was I was very clearly the, you know, the rookie. The newbie. And uh, everyone was very kind, but I had no chance. I got steamrolled. Right. <laughs> I totally get that. I mean, because you think, um, I remember going to a competition once that I was judging. It was actually Share Our Strength competition. And uh, the people were like, sh like trying to do each cocktail, like, you know, create each single one mm -hmm. and they had a line of like 50 people i was like yeah those people are never getting cocktails yeah. that's never gonna happen well let me jump in here <laughs> okay. ladies let's talk about the nitty-gritty tickets are 90 bucks which is a steal yes. i think absolutely How do we get tickets um so uh there is an eventbrite page uh mm -hmm. it's too long for me to list now but if you just google uh dc repeal day ball um eventbrite it's the first thing that'll pop up okay great on the search so it's super easy yeah find. super easy like um, it, is it creative black tie or something else? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's been great. We've had people show up in like full flapper attire. Right. People go like, you know, tails. It's been, you know, spats, the whole nine yards. Uh, some okay. people run with the 20s I still have theme. my tuxedo from Gatsby's last party. So, mm -hmm. so he's in good shape. Yeah. Um, what cocktail did you make for us? Sure. Because uh, we so, haven't had enough to drink in studio this morning. <laughs> yeah. Just like a, something a little light, a nice scotch-based cocktail for your nerves this morning. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just calling it, it's called the Night Before Volstead. So the Volstead Act was right. the, yes, the act that uh, allowed uh, the government to enforce prohibition. Um, so it's an equal parts cocktail, which craft, car craft bartenders love <laughs> equal parts cocktails. Uh, so half Oban Scotch, uh, mm -hmm. which is a single malt, and Pesubio, which is a vino amaro, like very blueberry, honey forward, and just a dash of Angostura bitters. Right. Mix it up. All right. That's sounds yeah. terrific. I'm going to suggest Thank we you. go to commercial now, and then we can uh, start Come talking to Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Okay, great. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. It's certainly boozy in studio. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast. Uh, I just want to thank the folks that make this show possible, our good friends at ProFish, uh, the market at River Falls and Potomac, Celebrity Cruises, Central Farm Markets, and Meat Crafters, the greatest, you know, those little They're salami yummy. sticks. Oh, God. That's Mitch Skinny Berliner salami. and company. So speaking of food, 
Uh, Jessica Brader is the new CEO of the Six O'clock Scramble. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Jessica. Nice. Hi. It's your first day. You're a newbie. I you're am a newbie. You're a virgin. Well, well, yeah, you're a virgin. Not anymore. <laughs> okay. We'll get you all fixed up. So why don't you do a quick thing on what the Scramble is sure. and why? Okay. So the, the Scramble is an online meal planning service committing, committed to helping busy people get dinner on the table every single night. And we do this because we believe that family dinner is the most meaningful and valuable time for families to connect with one another. Yeah, I love it. When we sit yeah. down with the kids and say, how was school? Uh, right, good. What did you do today? <laughs> Nothing. It's really meaningful. I, <laughs> That's why we but don't But the let food's him. good. Right. right. The food's good, exactly. But how did you get involved? Because, I mean, you know, listen, Aviva has been on the show yeah. previously with the concept and how it works. And yeah. for people with young kids especially, it's and even lifesaver. actually as your kids get older and they have after-school activities and there's you yeah. know, you're driving people all over creation, like being put together enough to be like, yes, I know what I'm doing for dinner tonight. I've already got it together. Or like having a list for Sunday when you go grocery shopping so yeah. that you have enough food in the fridge so that when you come home, you're not like the six o'clock scramble. What am I going to do? Right. right? Yeah. So how did you get involved? So um, I was a, a health and cooking coach. And mm -hmm. so I worked one-on-one -on -one with clients, helping them to do basically exactly this. Because over the time, I found that people just didn't know mm -hmm. how to cook. Um, especially in sort of my generation, a lot of us never learned how to cook. And so people are really overwhelmed and intimidated by the kitchen. Hmm. And so I was working one-on-one -on -one with them and I had met Aviva and we had become friends. And then she mentioned that she was thinking about transitioning. And I mentioned that I might be interested in Taking stepping over. in. And six months later, here we are. But so for the six o'clock scramble, though, I mean, you don't need to be a gourmet chef. No, to not put at all. Food on the table, Absolutely. but you're, but the focus is on good food, but also yes. nutritionally balanced exactly. as well. Exactly. Right? So good nutritional food that's going to be pleasing to everyone in the family. We test with kids, we test with parents, mm -hmm. so that we really know people are going to like it. And also, the goal is thirty minutes or less. Okay, um, which and is if, nice. Which is great. It's right. a lifesaver. And if you if it's not a 30 minutes or less, we've got directions on how to pre-prep. We've got slow cooker options. Mm -hmm. We really give you all the tools you need to make a great simple dinner. And are you guys big believers in, because I mean, now when you go into most grocery stores, I mean, this was not the case 10 or 15 years ago, right. but I mean, there's lots of shortcuts now. Yep. Do you know what I mean? The broccoli's already cut up into pieces. They've yep. already riced the cauliflower. They've already shredded the Brussels sprouts. I mean, they've, they've taken multiple steps mm -hmm. out of prep yep. which i'm all about yep. do you know what i mean like it's, it's life-saving yep and if it's going to get people in the kitchen i'm all for it mm -hmm. so how do you so let's talk about somebody who's new how do you bring them on board and what does mm -hmm. a typical week look like yeah so a lot of the people who are joining are people who have young kids and are really struggling and they get to that crisis point and they need a solution mm -hmm. and so when they join what a member receives is um a new meal plan each week with eight dinner options, as as well as side dish suggestions, and you tick off which ones you're gonna make, and it automatically generates your meal plan, your grocery list for you. And then in addition, we just launched our first ever make-ahead breakfast option. So now you also get a make-ahead breakfast that you can make each week so that mornings can be even easier too. So what is an example of a make-ahead breakfast? So we've had scones, we've had um, protein-packed muffins, no, I um, thought it was making actual head, but it's not. <laughs> no. Okay, that's uh, just stupid. That does, that's not even funny. Um, <laughs> it got a laugh. 
<laughs> you got a laugh from Aviva. Probably because she's easy. <laughs> um, different egg bakes, mm-hmm. slow cooker oatmeals, all kinds of things. It really ranges from week to week, so you can okay. really find something. And then what all of them have instructions on how to freeze it, so you can mm-hmm. just pull out the freezer and be ready to go. But that's even more important, I think, because yeah. like, we've got two high schoolers, and they're up and out the door so fast that you exactly. know, half the time I don't think they eat anything. Right. They walk out with a bar, which is... You know. Right, which I don't buy anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm like I don't want you eating that. Right, so, so much you sugar. You know, I just right, so much sugar. Yeah, I'd rather you stick with protein or something. Yeah, healthier. so we have the directions on how to make those bars, so that you, you don't have to buy them. You have more control over them. Exactly. Very cool. So how do people sign up? So you go to the scramble.com, and mm-hmm. we've got a two week free trial, so you can try it and see how you like it. Mm-hmm. And then we've got three month, twelve month, and twenty four month options. So. That's amazing. But you're also doing a thing I read on Facebook Live, where yeah. you're actually showing how to prepare. Something. Yes, I'm doing a Facebook Live every week, Wednesdays at 1230, okay. where I make one of the recipes from our meal plan. So you can mm-hmm. really see the kinds of foods that we're making. And then um, I also answer questions about cooking and how to make cooking quick and efficient and really helping to take you, that fear out of do it. You really, I mean, as somebody who cooks, yeah, I totally get the concept of like on a Tuesday night being like, oh, my God, what am I going to make for dinner? Yeah. And I'm somebody who cooks. So that part I get. But I am surprised that people are... I guess, still intimidated by cooking. That amazes Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I mean, when I was a health and cooking coach, I had clients who literally were nervous about boiling water. Really? Yep. And it was just how to get them first to buy a really? jar of marinade. Really? No, I mean, I guess how if to you buy a jar. up with it or yeah. if it's just not a part of your, like, yeah. how you You can't you do. go to Whole Foods and buy a jar of you, boiling water. No, no you no, can't. Really. You <laughs> can't. At some point, you have to figure out how the burner gets turned right. on. You have to figure out how to turn it on. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, so, I just want to say, even I can do that. But do you, um, what it, since this is for families, mm-hmm. is there some integration of bringing kids to the table as well? It's because mm-hmm. we don't want another generation that doesn't know how Absolutely. to cook. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Absolutely. So um, one of our things is that we have um, make ahead and delegate options for every recipe. And oh, so you can do it with your kids. Mm-hmm. I Every Sunday night in my household, we cook dinner together. And that's my chance to teach the kids how to use a knife and how to grate things and things like that. And how like to turn that. on the oven. How to turn on the how oven. How these kids? Seven and nine. That's, that's great. I yeah. love that. They're not stubborn yet. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> oh, they're pretty stubborn. No, all my kids are good sous chefs. They'll yeah. all come to the table yeah. and help out. Maybe how many people are signed on to the scramble now? We're in the thousands. And that's we've great. got a really great following on social media. And we're it's it's really, it's a dream come true. It's really fun. That's awesome. Oh, All right, yeah. so tell everybody where they can find you. Please. So you can find us on thescramble.com. Mm-hmm. We're also at Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all the... So now every Wednesday you do Every Wednesday, 1230. Yep. Including this Wednesday coming including up? Including this Wednesday. I'm going to do two super easy appetizers for Thanksgiving What are week. they? Are you going to tell us? Spinach balls and a um, pumpkin crostini. Oh, cool. Oh, that sounds good. What yeah. is on the, like, how does a pumpkin crostini work? So it's it's I make it I've made it with fresh pumpkin, but you can also just use the canned pumpkin, and mm-hmm. it's with some shallots and some sage, and you turn it into a nice like spread thick spread. Yeah, yum. Yeah, that sounds delicious. delicious. All right, yeah. well everybody tune in for that. Yeah, please do. And uh, check out the scramble. It's yeah. an amazing resource for uh, busy families. It really is. You're right. Great. Yeah. Thank well, you so much. Congratulations on your new position. Thank yeah, you. Very and I'll see the previous board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back to uh, uh, Colleen and Reed. You guys, 
Is there anything coming up special for the holidays that's going on at Boundary Stone? Um, or just we coming to drink? A drink. <laughs> coming to drink. Um, we have a lot of cool beers coming on. We have like a, a lot of new bourbons coming on. Um, events we have are... The Last Waltz. The Last Waltz is this Wednesday. If you have nothing going on the night before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, we do a viewing of The Last Waltz. If you don't know what that is, Reed can tell you more. That's the band. <laughs> that's the, the band. band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember the band. Um, at first, I didn't know what I was like. Is everyone dancing? I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's fun. We have open mic every Monday. It's super fun, and it's half price drafts, and um, Reed is our host. And it's you have 40... open mic for comedy or for singing? For just, just singing. Just music. Yeah, it's oh. not. You know, it's not uh, we deep poetry. Magic, but... <laughs> we, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Sometimes magic happens. All the time, magic happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, half price drafts, and then we just have shows every Saturday, and we have a toy drive going on in December. So we always have something going on, different fundraisers that we have. We kind of spearhead and we give the guys an idea, and they're like, "Yeah, run with it, go with it." You know, but whatever now you want to do. You guys have brunch on Saturday and Sunday, right? We do. Yeah. So, so we're what's actually, that like? um, very boozy. Very boozy. We do bottomless. It always uh, comes I mean, back seriously. We like to drink. We like to drink at the stone. Right. Um, we do bottomless mimosas and bottomless bloody marys, which you can interchange. And then we have two more cocktails coming up um, that we are still playing with. So. Stay tuned if Stay you don't tuned. want to do bottomless. I love that. Okay. Um, bottomless goes until two. Brunch goes till three. We do have time limits because 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 timeless. Sunday right. Monday. We get it. Um, we'll send you on your start here. We'll send you on your way to, to your next bar. Yeah, you said um, at the beginning of the show that whiskey was your focus initially. It's you at know, Boundary Stone. What does that mean? The, I think it happened not as a mistake, but it was just like we have so many whiskeys and we became a whiskey bar. Mm-hmm. But we actually have folk. We focus more on crowd. Like we've kind of curtailed our our draft list mm-hmm. to not just be local, which we kind of turned into. But we've been bringing in. Beers like Single Cut from Astoria and Other Half. And we're one of four places, four bars in the city that carry Other Half, which, if you don't know, is this amazing brewery in Brooklyn. Like, okay. they can do no wrong, and it's very difficult to get. Mm-hmm. So they're only distributing to um, Boundary Stone, All Purpose, Salt Line, and Six Engine. Okay. So we're super excited. Right. Yeah, right? <laughs> so we're super excited to be on that train and to get those different things. So we're just, we're just having fun with it. We're bringing in different things, shaking it up. So for a long time... People would come in and they knew exactly what they wanted, but now we're kind of throwing some curveballs and, cool. and right. introducing them to new things. Tell everybody where Boundary Stone is. Boundary Stone is on 116 Rhode Island Avenue in Northwest. It's in the Bloomingdale right neighborhood. Right around the corner from Red, Red Hen. Hen. That's right, right around the corner for our, from our good friends at the Red Hen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> cool. Thank right, you. Well, Thank you so much. we got to wrap up the show. We Everything do. you heard about on today's show, from the 6 o'clock scramble to the repeal ball. Da, 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 two from the farmer. Two from the farmer. And to, Boundary Stone. And share our strength. All yes. that you can find on the list are you on it's it dot com, Nikki's mm-hmm. website. Follow her on WTOP all the time, but live on at twelve forty on Thursdays right. on Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Mm-hmm. And don't follow me anywhere because I ain't nowhere. He's nowhere to be found. That's why nobody sends you anything. I know. Well, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Leave me alone. Okay. So we want to thank all of our guests for everything today. And we do want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Next week, we will not be here because we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving with our family. But the following week, we're going to get you ready for the holidays because it is our annual gift-giving guide. We're going to have... Femme Fatale pop-up in studio, and Chris Hook is going to be back in. He's going to be pouring all sorts of champagnes and spirits, which would be great. Uh, and also, Stacey Vera is coming in from her new pop-up shop downtown. Okay. So uh, we're going to have great gift guides for you. Again, everybody have a happy and safe and delicious Thanksgiving, and also have a delicious week. <laughs>